just, you know, some things that have popped into my head, just thinking about uh, all of the great years that I've spent around uh, Coach Haskins. And Coach, uh, particularly uh, earlier in, in my time with you at UTEP, I always used to love to watch you work at practice because at that time you still had a lot of great energy and you would go up and down the floor with your players. And I always enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, you, the, the players always got a lot of their motivation from you and your actions on the practice floor and you know you taught me very early on and, and you said it earlier in this hour that players play as they practice and, and certainly I always noticed that and learned that from from watching you and, and your work with your players on the practice floor. Hey John I'm way back in my first year or two I wouldn't let guys off and uh, George McCarty came out one day and he said uh you know those guys' legs are gone? Well, I hadn't thought of that. I just thought they were dogging it. So instead of just saying, guys, you can have tomorrow off, you can go set up in the bleachers. I went over and talked to Stretch Elliott in the ble bleachers. So they're shooting layups, which I knew, you know, they wouldn't go all out, so I ran them out. Now, I just couldn't say, you might be a little tired and take a day off. I couldn't do that. But uh, Coach Iba... Um, you know who reminded me a great deal of uh, our last two coaches? Billy Gillespie and Doc Sadler. Watching their practices wasn't a heck of a lot. Only, the only thing is he let their players have water. And I played at Oklahoma and m four years, and I never saw a glass of water during practice. Speaking of Coach Iba, again, one of the great joys of every early season, and, and generally it was during the preseason, is Coach Iba would come in and spend a week with us and with you, Coach, and, and would uh, every day during practice pull up a chair, a lone chair, and sit right on the sideline as players went up and down the floor and just quietly watch and observe he, exactly he what get, you had. He would get a manager, somebody, now who's this guy, who's this guy, and uh, what have you. And at the end of the week, he would tell me who he really liked. And uh, I'll never forget Tim and I go out to the hotel, and he said, now, Don, you know, like he never chewed on anybody. He says, I know you don't like number 10. Now, you keep that kid around. And he said, number 40. Now, he's going to make it one of these days, too. Number 10 was Tim Hardaway when he was a freshman. And he wasn't very good. You know, I mean, he'd come a long way. Well, um, Antonio weighed about 185, 90 pounds. And couldn't throw it in the ocean. But he could recognize people like that. And uh, um, I already kind of liked him, but I had no idea they were going to turn out like he did. He told uh, Tim, he said, now don't let him get rid of those guys. And I was talking with Adam Chadoff of News Channel 9 during the break, about to head to uh, Richmond, Virginia, a new job. It reminded me of our appearance uh, in the NCAA tournament there in 1990, a year coach where you had laryngitis and Norm Ellenberger was running the team. I'll tell you what, uh, Norm is a great guy and He'd been out of coaching for 10 years, and he came back here. We brought him as a volunteer assistant. And we're going to have him on the show, Steve. Yes. Uh, no, he, lives, he lives up in northern Michigan. And uh, one of the things, I'll just let the cat out of the bag now. Norm drives a school bus like I did at Benjamin. And his wife, uh, coach, they coach at two different little schools, and they coach girls basketball. And uh, I found out through uh, another friend I called him up and I said, Norm, uh, somebody beat you that night who it was. He said, it's my wife. His wife 
team beat him, and uh, he'll never get over that. So we'll have to bring, if we get him on. We uh, definitely will. It'll, it'll be fun. By the way, gentlemen, there are quite a few names out there right now. Andy Katz's story today. I'll start with this list, Taish. Scott Sutton at Oral Roberts. James Dickey, Randall's brother, an assistant at Oklahoma State and a former head coach at Texas Tech. Rodney Terry, a Texas assistant. Alvin Brooks, who I'm sure we'll ask uh, Coach Gillespie a little bit about, the former minor assistant, now with Billy at A&M. James Holland, who's now at Alabama, another former minor assistant. Nolan, of course. There is just a ton of names. James Pastner's name has been mentioned. I mean, Josh Pastner at uh, Arizona, the uh, young whiz kid who uh, they say could be ticketed to a d big D one program soon enough. So there are just a lot of names that are floating out there right now, guys. You think he can bring some of those Arizona players with him? I uh, think that might not be a bad <laughs> idea. Wouldn't that be pretty nice? <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. So, John, your thoughts on all these names out there? Well, I, all I can tell you is, Stephen, you know this, and I think, Coach, uh, you do too. Uh, Andy Katz is, uh, is right far more often than he's wrong. He's pretty yes. well-connected uh, guy and we've all known Andy from his years in uh, in Albuquerque covering the Lobos and then up with uh, Jerry Tarkanian at, right. uh, at Fresno State. Let's go to the phones and take some more calls. 880-5763 880-KRD. Charlie's up from the east side of town. Charlie thanks for the call. You're on with Coach Haskins and John Teicher. Uh, thank you for taking my call. This is quite an honor. Uh, I just wanted to say that I think it's pretty a, a pretty exciting start to the uh, school year in sports. You know, we're going to have this basketball. We're going to have all new players, all new coaches. And I think that would create quite a bit of fan interest. I know I'm pretty excited, but regardless of who comes in. But I did want to ask kind of a theoretical question, and I'll direct it to whoever wants to answer it, if any of you want to. And you were just kind of touching on it right now on the coaches. I'd like to put that athletic director's hat on, on one of you, and you just, you're up in the office there in the Durham Center, and you just wrote down a short list of your top five coaches that you would like to try to get to come here, in order. And I'm interested if any of you would like to answer that or not. All right. Why don't we start... Uh Coach, you don't want to. Well, you don't want to no, talk about that. Well, I, I no, want John. Dan. You're, you're not going to get any names out of me. But coach, you and I discussed this earlier today. And if I was making the choice, and obviously I'm not making the choice, and I'm very confident in Bob Stull's ability to make the proper choice. But one of the things that I'd look for, and coach, you agreed with me when we talked earlier today. Even if we're going to hire a guy that's been a Division One assistant, I'm looking for a guy that's been a head coach at some point in his career be it at the high school, the junior high school, or the junior college level, as Billy Gillespie and Doc Sadler both were. I think it's imperative that a guy that comes here in particular has at least at some point run his own program. I think you're right, John. We did talk about that this morning. And uh, you know what, uh, myself, when I, I liked 12 hours because I couldn't get past the pool hall when I was in college. And I started Little Town of Benjamin had eight players, but I had to learn to do things the hard way. Went uh, over to another little school. It doesn't make what any difference what level you're on. I heard when we hired, uh, uh, I, I heard this on your show, Steve, people would call and say, Doc Sadler, he coached at the junior college. Well, he was a head coach. He also coached in high school and won around 30 games a year. And uh, he was a head coach. Billy Gillespie had coached in high school. And I think uh, John and I agree. 
I think it's very important to bring a guy that's, I don't care if, uh, uh, if it's high school, uh, junior college or what, I think he needs to run his own ship. Appreciate the call, Charlie. Thanks for Thank getting you. Today. I think it's a good question. Good try, Charlie. You're not going to get it out of me. 880-5763-880-KROD. <laughs> Mike is up next from the east side of town. Mike, thanks for your call. You're on with uh, Coach Haskins and John Teicher. Well, first of all, Coach, it's an honor to talk to you. It's just Th so awesome to have the uh, privilege to talk to you. Thank you very much. And, you know, uh, good question, Coach. Uh, as far as the hiring... Does uh, Bob Stoll, like, does he ask you for your uh, recommendations or your opinions? And uh, I've made it pretty well known that I don't want, you know, I did my time up there, my time. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> Sounds I was like you're in pen, jail. Yeah. You know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, they're in the business right now. I watch sports, and I love to watch uh, uh and I'm always looking for uh, overachieving coaches. And uh, uh, Bob, uh, uh, every once in a while we'll talk. Uh, I remember when he hired uh, Doc Sadler, and a lot of people were wanting Sergio Rocco. Now, first off, a lot of people didn't know. I don't think Sergio had taken the job because he was going home, and he'd been asked for a month or two about uh, uh, Florida International. And if I, I got sick and tired of that athletic director there calling me because I didn't have anything to do with it. And John's smiling. He got calls too. But uh, uh, I asked I asked uh, Bob one day, or he asked me, he said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, Bob, I think it's pretty simple. If uh, Billy had been, if he got sick for a month, who would you choose to run the program? And he said, Doc Sadler. I said, I think it's a pretty simple answer then. There you go. All right, uh, Mike. Any other questions, Mike? Well, I, one more thing I was going to ask is, uh, as far as uh, Bob Stoll, does he, uh, does he call these coaches or does he wait for them to call him? Or how does that process work? I think there's a little bit of both, Mike. I, I, he contacts people. He contacts people that know people. Uh, people contact him. There's any variety of ways that uh, a particular coach's interest is made known. And one last question as far as uh, Nolan Richardson. Uh, do you, Coach, think that uh, Bob Stoll is going to contact him or is oh. he going to wait? Or what do you no. think he should do? Oh, yeah. no. I think they've already talked. Uh, I talked to Nolan yesterday. And the problem is he's got two years left on his contract. And if they could work out something, uh, he'd be a natural. He'd be a natural fit here. He's from here, knows the city. Uh, he's recruited every place in the United States. Plus, like John said a while ago, he is the only guy ever that has won the NIT, um, the junior NCAA. college yep. uh, championship, championship, and the NCAA tournament. He's the only guy. Now, that ought to tell you something about his coaching skills. Now, a guy said a while ago, he's you know, he played for me and what I Nolan wants him to play hard, but he plays a different style. And it's fun because they press all over the floor. Uh, uh, they don't shoot quick. They shoot when they got good shots. Now, he's won too many games not to know what he's doing. What the, yeah. uh, his series is good. All right. 
Appreciate the call, Mike. Thanks for getting in. 880-5763-880-KROD. Let's take a break. When we come back, former UTEP coach Billy Gillespie, now at Texas A&M, will join us on the phone lines from Hawaii as we continue more of the Don Haskins Show right here on News Radio. It's AM 600 KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. And welcome back. As we continue, we are live here at Fuddruckers on the west side of town. Continuing with more of the uh, Don Haskins show, John Teicher, voice of the miners, has uh, been with us and will stay with us till 8 o'clock tonight. You still have plenty of time to come on down, join us in the bar, take advantage of all the fun. You can meet Coach, get an autograph, folks, and also save 10% off your meal when you mention the bear while ordering. Right now, though, guys, we've got a very special guest on the phone lines with us, former UTEP head coach, current Texas A&M head man, who is uh, enjoying, I think, some sun, some beach, out in Hawaii, and that is uh, Billy Gillespie. Coach, uh, first off, uh, thanks for taking time out. I'm sure it's a very busy afternoon for you in Hawaii right now. Yeah, it's pretty busy right now, Steve. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's always great to, to uh, have any dealings with anybody from El Paso, and uh, really looking forward to the interview. Hey, uh, Billy. Hey, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I want to know what time it is over where. Uh, shoot, I don't even know, Coach. I think it's somewhere around 4 o'clock. In the morning. What are you doing up? Oh, no, no, it's in the afternoon. Hi, what did you do? Just come from the beach? Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach, I'm on the beach right now, and uh, I, know the reason, <laughs> I know the reason that you don't know what time it is here is because they used to always say you used to get sick when the, when the team had to go to Hawaii. <laughs> hey, now, Billy, I only missed two times I went to Mr. Iber's funeral, and I had a horrible ear infection one year. I understand so, uh, that, Coach. It's a no. long ways over here. Yeah. yeah hey, wait. Billy. Thank yes, you a lot. You know, my grandsons, uh, you're very thoughtful. He sent them hats. And, of course, it's got Texas A&M on it. And uh, he, he sent hats and jerseys. Uh, Billy Gillespie is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever known. And I, the two years he's here, I had him for Thanksgiving and Christmas. My family loved him. And uh, unlike myself... He always wrote a letter and uh, thanked everybody. And the last year, you know, he, he's always doing something nice. Brought the kids uh, uh, Christmas presents, like I don't know what at all. Uh, hey, hey, coach, uh, coach, uh, you don't want to listen any more of that. Hey, it's not because I was a nice guy. It's because I wanted to get some more of Mary's home cooking. Single <laughs> guy, that's hard to come by. Well, I'll more tell you what. Uh, right. Hey, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas be here for long. You're welcome. Uh, I, may, I may show up, Coach. I did a, I did not think to invite me. I always enjoyed it. Billy, it's John Teicher. Good to talk to you. Hey, John. I'm glad you're uh, taking the opportunity to do something else besides uh, coaching basketball because we all know how dedicated you are to the sport and to your, your players and to your program, and uh, uh, there'll be plenty of time for that, obviously, very soon. So I'm glad to see you're enjoying yourself out in Hawaii. Hey John, this is work out here. You know, it, it's uh, it's the guys that are that are with Nike or the schools that are with Nike, and so we we have business meetings and all kinds of stuff and all that. Oh, other stuff. baloney, Billy! I've been to those. So, yeah, sounds like hard labor. <laughs> hard labor to me, Billy. I got to tell you, I stirred up a little bit of a hornet's nest here because everyone's trying to guess who's going to replace Doc as the head coach. My suggestion was is that uh, one Don Haskins think about coming out of retirement. What do you think? Well, they wouldn't do any better than that. I, I think. Uh, 
I think as good as Coach sounds right now, and as as a. And in the last uh, last month that I've talked to him, he sure does sound ready to roll. I think I think that's exactly what they should do. Hey, Billy, uh, you're just being nice to an old man, so cut it out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Billy, uh, what was your reaction when you uh, heard the news uh, last night and today that uh, Doc uh, had been named uh, head coach at Nebraska? Well, uh, three three things. I'm I'm real happy when anybody gets an opportunity that they think is the absolute best situation for them. And their family, and, and uh, that's obviously what Doc thought it's going to be. And, and so I'm really happy for him. He's like a brother to me, and, and I've admired uh, what he's done at, uh, with the UTEP program. That, and I, so I'm happy when anyone's happy. Uh, the, the bad, uh, the bad. There's, there's two negative things. Is, is I think that UTEP suffered a great loss uh, because I think he's done a fantastic job, and I think he's such a fantastic person for the community and the university and and everyone involved. And, and uh, then the, the most selfish part of it is I hate that Doc's going to be coming into our league because we have to play him every year because he does such a good job. So uh, they, they've had good coaches there before, but I, I really believe that Doc is going to elevate the program and, and take him to another level. So selfishly, I wish he was in some other conference besides ours. Yeah, and I checked the schedule too. The Aggies have to go to Lincoln next year, don't they? Well, we canceled the game. trip this morning, John. We're, we're not. We, we, uh, cold weather, Billy. Here. Yeah. We're coming, we're coming out. Yeah, the cold weather. We're in, actually got them replaced. We're coming out from New Mexico Highlands on that same uh, day. So. You, you only play them once? Yeah, we play them once a year, Coach. Uh, they're, in the, they're in the north. Oh, that's you know, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they're in the north. So yeah. uh, we played them here at our place last year. I don't too. like this conference. It's where you play. I think everybody ought to play everybody twice. Yeah, it'd be better. It'd probably be a better. That'd only be what twenty-four games. Then you could. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see who else could you play. <laughs> yeah, hey, see, you could tell the coach is not coaching right now because <laughs> he was, when he was in when he was coaching, he said, "Hey, fourteen conference." Don't games you look at don't, don't you dare look at my schedule. <laughs> Um, when you first brought Doc on board to your staff at UTEP uh, when you were here, did you have an idea that uh, it might not take long when Doc was given the opportunity that he could eventually find himself in a position like he is right now? I never doubted Doc. Uh, I've known Doc for a long time. He recruited one of my players when I was a high school coach, and, and uh, I knew that whatever challenge is put in front of him, he, he always beats the challenge. And uh, he, was, he, was, he was a high school coach. He did a great job at Texas Tech. They they go 30-2 and two with all the players that he recruited when he went there. and He went out to Arizona State, and they recruited a ton of pros. And then he goes back to Fort Smith and takes the team to the national tournament. They hadn't been in about 20 years. I think they went two or three times. And, and then he, he joined us. And, and uh, you know, I, it was as important a thing as I've ever done in, in my brief head coaching career is bringing Doc to help us because he did all the stuff. And, and I just tried to help him get get him uh, get him lined up or whatever. But he was fantastic, and I knew he was going to do great at UTEP, and I know he'll do great at at Nebraska. He, he's he's a great recruiter. He's a great person, and, and I know that affects everyone in El Paso. And and uh, he's a great coach. He he really knows what he's doing coaching wise. So there's uh, all he needs is opportunity, and, and uh, he got it at UTEP, and, and he'll continue to have it up there in Nebraska. Hey Billy, uh, one of the things that uh, you know Steve has the call-in show and I'm listening this afternoon and we had two or three callers they don't understand but they said well one thing Doc couldn't do is recruit well uh, uh, you just answered all those questions oh man a lot he, th- <laughs> he, can, he can really he can really recruit uh, and, uh, you, yeah. not, you not only brought him 
as a uh, hard-working, good assistant, but you brought him as a recruiter, didn't you? Uh, he, he's one of the best I've ever seen, Coach. That's what everybody uh, he, tells me. Yeah, so because I hope, he, he, I hope he doesn't folks, take no for an answer. I, I, uh, the two of you spent more time on the road than I did in 38 years. <laughs> I was absolutely the worst recruiter in the world. I hated it. Hated to go. I had nine. You know, I had some guys that worked hard. Uh, Tim Floyd saved my life, but uh, he had a hard time getting me to go sign somebody. Couldn't get me <laughs> off a golf course. <laughs> well, I, I think that Doc loves it, and I know that I have a passion for it. I know he does, and, and yeah. uh, I've told people I don't when you sleep. Now, and I'm finding out now that you're in Hawaii, it's three fifteen in the morning. You're still not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, we we uh, uh, shoot. I don't know. I don't know when you're supposed to sleep, Coach. But uh, uh, it's it's uh, in basketball. Heck, it, it's not not really a job anyway. It's just a it's a passion. So might as well enjoy it while we can. Billy, again, everyone's speculating as to who might be a candidate, who might be a good fit as the next uh, head basketball coach. Uh, here at, at UTEP, based on the success that you and Doc enjoyed each with two years here at UTEP and were able to parlay that into jobs in the Big 12, I would think, particularly as we sit here now, the uh, second week of August, that every young Division One assistant in America would look at this and see the success you guys had and, and know of the, the great history and tradition and the great success that this UTEP program has enjoyed and, and would be calling Bob Stull uh, asking for the opportunity to come on out here and, uh, and, and, and take a shot at continuing that great success. Well, I, I would think you're right, John, and not only not only assistant coaches, but I think a lot of head coaches will probably be making that phone call as well. And, and uh, I mean, we all know the reason... <laughs> The reason it's a great job is because of the people of El Paso and, and that guy sitting right there next to you. And I'm not talking about Kapowitz, even though he does a great <laughs> job. But, but uh, I mean, when you have a chance to coach uh, at the place uh, where Don Haskins coached, that, that, that's, that's, unbelievable. that's an unbelievable opportunity. Hey, and the hey, thing B about it, I Billy, think that... Billy, you're, you're invited Christmas dinner. You <laughs> all right, <laughs> Coach. Uh, uh, but, but uh, I mean it. I mean it from my heart. And, and the other thing is... is uh, as, as Doc and I both, because we talk on a daily basis, uh, we that was Doc's first time to be a head coach. That was my first time to be a head coach. And Coach was going, he'll say that he didn't help us do anything, but he helped us uh, as much as we would allow him to help, and that was a great deal in both of our cases. And so back to your point, John, I mean, anybody that has an opportunity to coach there, they have one of the greatest resources in the history of college basketball that's willing to help and has as much UTEP pride as anybody could ever have. So... Uh, I, w I would say that uh, Bob Stull's uh, phone has been has been burning up, and, and uh, you know, just just another thing too. Uh, when you look at the sports at, at UTEP, I think Bob Stull should get a lot of credit. Uh, you know, I know that everybody's going to try to pick their own coach, and and they're going to try to offer advice, and they're going to try to say this and that about this guy or that guy. But uh, Bob Stull's had a really good record of, of bringing really, really, really good coaches. Uh, and I'm not putting myself in that category, but I'm saying when I left and Doc comes there and, and Mike Price in football, so I, I think uh, common wisdom, uh, but that's not always prevailing today, but I think people all just sit back and, and know that Bob Stoll is going to get a great guy that's going to continue the tradition at, at UTEP.
Texas A&M head coach Billy Gillespie joining us here as we continue on the Don Haskins Show. Before we let you go, Coach, we got to ask you about uh, one of yours, a man that uh, was a former assistant for you here at uh, UTEP who has now been with you uh, since uh, you left for uh, Texas A&M. And that's, um, that's Alvin Brooks. Tell us a little bit about uh, if, you know, what uh, you think, uh, a former head coach at Houston, and uh, what Alvin Brooks uh, you know, could bring if, in fact, he would be given another opportunity as a Division One head coach, perhaps at UTEP. Well, he, he's, he's been just like Doc. He, he's, uh, for me, he's been great. And I'm, I, I didn't call here to try to lobby or politic for anybody in particular. And, and uh, I, I won't do that. All I'll say is he's a great person and a great coach and a great recruiter. And he's just like Doc. And, and uh, like those two guys have, have made my uh, opportunity to be a head coach so much easier. And, and uh, I, I, would, I would hope he'll get some consideration at the time, but I, I, uh, at the right time. But I... Uh, because it's so deserving. But the thing about it is, I, I would stress this, I, I think it's important. Uh, Bob, Stoll, Bob Stoll will do the right thing, and he'll get the right coach, and, and uh, he'll turn over every rock, and, and, and he will talk to a ton of people, and he'll get the right people in there to talk to, and they'll make a great decision for the university. you got to trust the guy's track record, man. He, he is uh, bringing Mike Price to El Paso and what they're doing in football, man, a lot. That's, that was probably the greatest hire that any athletic director has made in so many years, I, I have no idea how, how they could do that. So I, w I would say trust Bob Stahl. He's the leader. There you go. Coach, anything you want to leave uh, Coach Gillespie with before we uh, go to break? Is he, is he going to stay out on the beach or what? Hey, well, Coach, I got, him, I, got him, I got him to give me 22 as a handicap, and I've been tearing him up the last couple of days. Hey, I brought, Abe, I brought Abe Lemons in one time. He said he had an 18. We're playing the Coronado Capers. <laughs> and uh, Abe said, uh, you know, he could play that 10. Well, yeah. He never made a par. <laughs> you know what he told me at the end? We're going up 18. And he said, uh, tell you what I'll do. He said, I haven't made a par. Have a Haskins. And I said, no, you haven't, Abe. I'm about half mad at it. And uh, he said, I'll tell you what. If you got a game open, I said, yeah, we do. And he said, I'll just come down here and let you beat me. <laughs> well, that's that's a, that's a heck of a deal, Coach. Well, it, uh, I got to looking at his team and decided not to let him come. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy, listen, we want to thank you for uh, being so generous with your time today out there in Hawaii. And uh, please, uh, come back on with us. We'd love to have you back on the uh, Don Haskins Show anytime. Thank you a lot, uh, Billy. Hey, hey, thank you all so yeah, much. Y'all are great. It's, it's yeah. uh, my pleasure to be involved in your show. Keep up the hard work in Hawaii, Billy. Hey, thanks a lot, John. <laughs> there you go. That's Texas A&M head coach Billy Gillespie joining us. We'll take a break, come back more in a moment as we continue live here from Fuddruckers on the west side of town. The Don Haskins Show continues with John Teicher and more of your phone calls right after this on News Radio KROD. News Radio KROD. Time to about wrap things up here from uh, Fuddruckers on the Don Haskins Show. The uh, $50 Porter Bucks card from Howdy's, uh, we're going to uh, give that to the uh, caller of the show, which I think today, Coach, uh, what do you think about uh, Dale from Fort Bliss who uh, asked if, you're, uh, if you would consider coming back to coach uh, the Miners? Um, I believe we better get a, 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 a young enthusiast. I might have lost my enthusiasm. I love to watch. And... Uh, I tell you what, I want to take this opportunity to thank John Teicher for coming down and spending this time with us. Uh, anytime, uh, I've said this before, 
Uh, if you're watching, uh, if you're watching TV and John's on, turn it down and listen to him to make darn sure I know where the ball's going. Coach, this has been a great deal of fun. We haven't done this uh, for quite a while, and uh, anytime you Let's ask, do it again. I'm there. You betcha. And Steve, you're the luckiest son of a gun I know. You get to do this every two weeks, huh? Best job in the world. You betcha. Absolutely best job in the world. Coach, what guests today? John Teicher, Billy Gillespie, and then Norm Ellenberger. It was an unbelievable two hours. Oh, I'll tell you what. It went, it went in a flash. I want to thank all of our sponsors as well for being on board and keeping this show on the air. i tell you what. Uh, um, and all the people uh, that are here, you know, they show up every week. Seems like it kind of it's a different group yep. most of the time. That's right. And I think that's good. You think maybe we bore them and they don't I come back? I don't what? think oh, that's, oh, okay. that's happening. So for Don Haskins, John Teicher, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. So long, everybody, from Fuddruckers here on the Don Haskins Show. You've been listening to The Don Haskins Show.